right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Gonzo and the Judge here on this Monday night, August 15th, 2022. Got a lot to talk about, man. A lot of the sports stuff happened over the weekend. Uh, so we got we got a lot of stuff to catch up on uh, from Friday, from uh, after we ended the show on Friday. Uh, join, joined by always the other half of Gonzo and the Judge. The Judge, how you doing? How you doing, brother? Hey, what's going on, Chris? Man, I see that you are you are a busy man these days. Wow, you're staying busy. That's good. You know what? Productivity is a great thing. It's always good to stay productive. Uh, you know, it's self rewarding. It's a it's a great thing. So, hey, I, I I love what you're doing. Keep up the good work, and we're doing our thing over here on this show. So it, it's wonderful, man. It's wonderful to be here. It's a nice Monday. A bit cooler today. I was just outside in the backyard earlier oh, yeah. and it felt really, really nice outside. You know, I was getting some fresh air felt kind of crisp, you know, um, I even took a picture of the neighborhood kind of and everything as you <laughs> might have seen. Uh, but yeah, my day's going well. Let's do what we do best. Let's talk sports. And for all the graphic tea lovers out there, I got a pretty cool one on today. Actually, it's a pretty unique one. It's Michael Jordan. And it says back to the money. So it's kind of like a back to the future uh, okay. kind of shirt. I thought I'd throw this on today. Didn't wear the J's that match it behind me, but <laughs> I did my Crocs today. I kept it real simple. Sometimes it's too hot to put on tennis shoes. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. Oh, it gets yeah. too hot to wear sneakers sometimes. Yep. I got I got some, I guess they call them slides now. Oh, yeah. I just always called them fucking sandals, but I guess they call them slides now. So that's what I, 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 I well, usually I have house shoes on because I'm, I don't leave the house very often anymore, to be honest with you. Uh, mm -hmm. Just because I'm always hurting or, and I, I, I don't have great balance. I have to use a cane to walk. So I, I don't leave very often. Usually about the only time I do leave is when I got wrestling shows or something going on like that. Right. right. Or so like, our yeah. doctor's appointment may be, or maybe yeah. a, to the grocery store. And, and that's why, because some people go, man, you're doing a lot of shows. You you might spread yourself too thin. But like I explained to the, uh, to the guy the other day over the weekend I was talking to, I said, I understand what you're saying. I said, but this is what I said. I used to, I was used to working. I worked since I was 14 years old. I've had a job. So I was, I was a, and I was a plumber was what I was doing now. Well, not now, but up to like two years ago. Well, then I just got, you know I mean? I got taken from me. So then I was just sitting here by myself all the time. Right. So doing this, it, it was a, it, it was good for me. It got me going again. Cause I was, I was just getting here kind of depressed. Cause I couldn't, I felt like I was, wasn't doing nothing for my family. Cause I was hurting. I couldn't really, I lost all my strength, but then I started doing this and this gave me, I don't know, just something to do that kept my mind. And it kept made me feel like I'm I was doing something, not just sitting here, just wasting away. You know what I mean? Right. Well, you know, sports helps you maintain your sanity. So, I mean, talking oh, yeah. sports is a good thing. It's a form of therapy for some people. For some people, it's it's something to do for fun, like a hobby. And then for others, you know, they 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 do it for a career. You know, but I, I do it for all three because I love it. It's a form of therapy. And one day it'll be uh, a, another source of income, hopefully, you know. But first and foremost, I do it for the love. What's up, Dustin? 
Yeah, what's up, Dustin? Yeah, first and foremost, I do it because I just I love talking sports. And dude, I'll tell you what, doing this, talking sports, and like when I first started, I was just doing my stuff, you know what I mean? And then I had a guy reach out to me, or I saw a post about ASAP was looking for people. Mm-hmm. And that's how you ended up networking, and then you started then, uh, meeting more people. Yeah, so I went. So that's when I came over to ASAP, and now, dude, I've, I've made a lot of new friends. So that's what's been really cool about it to me is not only am I getting to talk sports and do something I love to do, but I'm, I'm meeting some good people and, make, and making friends. Just like you right. said earlier, hey, right. you, you and Tony need to hook up. We definitely will because I didn't know we lived that, you know what I mean, mm -hmm. that close together. And, uh, and, you know, Chris, that's what sports does. It brings us together. It unifies us, you know, Glenn's as people. So Glenn it, says, what's up? How's it going, Glenn? What's up, Glenn? I mean, it, it's something far and less serious than other things that go on in our in our world. And you 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 read current events, you see things going on politically, you see things going on with gun violence and, and senseless act of violence. Sports is not as serious, but it's an escape. It, it creates a distraction that is very much needed for all of us. And, and see, that's why... When you say that right there, that's why I don't. I wish there was a. That's why I, I hate when people start putting po politics into sports because you're a hundred percent right. Sports is sports to me is like an escape. It's something I can. I get if I'm having a bad day and something's just in my head messing with me. I, I can sit down and watch a basketball game or a football game, and at right. least for them two or three hours, I'm concentrating on that and having to, and I'm not thinking about the other the weight the weight of other stuff that's on my shoulders it's a like you said it's escape it's a way to i don't know it's, it's my way to kind of just kind of chill right block everything else out yep and glenn, you know? glenn you're 100 percent right that's it, i love it and it's it's life i mean that's what i do every day is watch i mean it's it's sports i'll and i miss, I miss my son being young and taking him to watching him do all his sports Oh, see, Dustin has some big news. Big news on my front. Mike Hughes and I brought back my old podcast, Chicago Sports HQ Chatter. That's and that will run every Monday. Also, I have a special edition podcast Thursday with Cubs prospect, prospect Matt oh, Murdoch. Awesome. Congratulations! That's super. Hell awesome. yeah! Congratulations, Dustin. Hey, if you guys ever you ever want a guest on the on your uh, guys's podcast what, that you're doing with Mike, just hit me up. I'll I'd be honored to come on and uh, talk with you guys. I want to thank Dustin too, real real quick before we get started. I want to plug that uh, biggest shout out to Dustin. We, me and him, started a baseball podcast this morning. Well, podcast YouTube show, uh, all uh, all around the or around the bases, around the bases. Uh, and uh, and I got great response today. We got great views on it this morning. Monday, th Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Uh, you can find it on the Gonzo Sports Room uh, Network at YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. Uh, so come come check. The, uh, you like baseball, come to watch me and Dustin talk about uh, some baseball. I'll tell you what, Dustin, he's a great dude to talk about baseball with. He, uh, he loves the game. And he's real knowledgeable about it. And uh, I really enjoy talking baseball with him. He knows his stuff. What's up, what's up Dante? Coach Dante? Up, coach? Dante's a great guy too, man. He, you know, he's he's a lot of 
He's that, a lot of fun as well, man. I, I love chatting with him about sports. So thanks for who? tuning in. My friend, my Houston brother out there in Houston, man, doing the who, doing uh, who Dante? Yeah, Dante. Yeah, I have I haven't got I haven't got a chance to talk I haven't got a chance to talk with him yet either. Uh I think I think that would be uh, interesting to get a chance to talk with him. Though. Uh Lynn Richardson, you're exactly right. Reggie Miller and Nick's playoff games will block it out. Yes, yeah, you turn on a Reggie Miller and Nick's ball game, you ain't thinking about nothing else about about, about about that moment. Oh, that one comical moment where he uh literally took his gum out of his mouth and and threw it at Spike Lee. And then the iconic and then gave him the iconic choke gesture. Have you seen have you seen my graphic tee that it, it's like the I body of Reggie that, that has that? You, you wore it several times. Yeah. I, my, that. I like that one. My, my son got it for me for Christmas a, uh, a year or two ago. And I, I, I love it because he knows I, Reggie Miller is my favorite. He's my favorite basketball player of all time, of course. I have one similar to yours, actually. The only difference is purple and it has Shaq. And it it features Shaq on the, on the graphic tee. You don't really see his face. You just see his head and the jersey that he's wearing. You don't really see Lakers. It yeah. just looks like it says Lakers on the jersey. That's how that's how mine is. Right, don't right. Say... right. It's a great drawing, you know, yep. a great painting of the player. And you see him gesturing in the sky. That was the gesture from game seven of the 2000 Western Conference Finals. Remember when Kobe lobbed it to Shaq? Yep. Well, that was Shaq's reaction following that dunk. Okay. What's up, Eddie? Thanks for thanks for What's joining up, us, Eddie? Eddie. Eddie's always in always in the in the uh, chat. Look, I love it. Yes, he's consistent. He said he's my, always tuning in. Look, he said my night ain't right without Gonzo and the Judge. Well, hey, we we appreciate that. Yes, we Honestly, do. We, we really we do. do. We appreciate everybody that watches. But uh, let's go. Let's jump right into it. Friday night. Let's dive into it, baby. Let's we find out Tatis Jr. is suspended for 80 games for uh, violating the uh, the PED policy uh, in Major League Baseball. Uh, he's saying it was uh, some kind of medicine that he took for a ringworm. Um, and it could be, but my here's my here's my thing on it uh, real quick, and then I'll let, I'll let you uh, speak on it, Judge. But I think. Uh, it could have been, it, it could very well be why he said it, it was from the cream or whatever, because some of them creams do have steroids and shit in them. But here's my problem with it if you're an athlete and you're making millions of dollars, there's a list that the NFL gives you of uh, substance substances that you cannot put in your body. As an NFL player, you, as soon as they give you that list, you should take that list to your doctor. Whoever, whoever your personal doctor is going to be, or who, and, and give them that, and make sure they have that list, and say, hey, look, whatever you got to treat me for, it can't have, it can't have none of this in it, because people are trying to do this too, too many, too, you know what I mean? It happens too often where, oh, it was something, it was a medicine, or it was a, a tainted supplement, or this. It, it just gets it just gets old because the same excuses over and over. But yeah, you give the doctor a list and then you're done with it. Because then, then if it something happens, then it's the doctor's fault. And then you do then you do have a leg to stand on. You know what I mean? Right. 
exactly. I'm with you on this. You got to know what the heck you're putting in your body. I mean, you got to educate yourself about these medications, what's going into your body. You know, you have to be very mindful of that. And, and of course, we know how irresponsible Fernando Tatis Jr. can be. I, I think we, we learned more about him after that motorcycle accident. That's why he was on the injured list in the first place, because of that. And you heard A.J. Pillar call him out. He wasn't too thrilled about it. He called him out and said that this is a man who lacks maturity. And it shows that he's very immature, that he still has some growing up to do. But I hear from people, and and I heard from other people that in the people that's in his circle say that he's a me, me, me guy, a hey, look at me guy. You know, it, it's always about Fernando Tatis Jr. and not the team. And you've seen Manny Machado go at him before. There was a, a heated, you know, confrontation between those two in the dugout. They had to be separated. Uh, they came nearly close to blows. And you could see Manny Machado blowing his head off, going off on the guy, you know, uh, uh, you know, going on an epic tirade in the dugout. You know, that right there was a demonstration of what is going on within that organization, what's going on inside the locker room. It's quite obvious that Fernando Tatis Jr. is not a leader. Now, look, what he brings to the game is incredible. He has the swagger. He's a flashy name. You know, he has the flair. He, ha he brings the excitement. He brings the intensity. He is, you know, considered a one-of-a-kind player. But it's really sad now that this one dreadful mistake is going to follow him for the rest of his career. This one poor decision, now that he got busted for PEDs and now that he's serving this 80-game suspension, this is a mark on his legacy. This is the type of stuff that's damaging to your career. And this is the kind of stuff that can also keep you out of the Hall of Fame. Now, I had a lot of people telling me that David Ortiz got into the Hall of Fame, which he did. You know, so he kind of broke the barrier for steroid users, in, in a sense. You can say that. So there is a chance that Fernando Tatis Jr. can make up for this. But he got a long way to go before he can even consider making up for his mistake that he could still get into the Hall of Fame. But I find it very, very hard after this to see him get into the Hall of Fame. And I know it's still early in his career. And another thing with him, he, he has to stay healthy. You know, and, and, and a lot of people are clowning him now. You see these memes blowing up on social media. I'm surprised the internet... You know, I'm surprised that didn't break the internet because everyone is talking about him. And, you know, for all for, for all the wrong reasons, he's getting publicity for all the wrong reasons, you know, and it's just bad. It, I mean, he, he really disappointed a lot of people. He disappointed the fans in San Diego. He disappointed myself. He disappointed a lot of baseball fans who really admired him. 
and who still may admire him and who will sooner or later forgive him. It might take some time to get over, but this is one of those, you know, one of those that's going to be one of those uh, smears that's just going to be that that might be there permanently. Like it's going to be hard to erase what has been done. I think you're on mute. Yeah. No, like Dustin. Yeah. No, like Dustin said, uh, the dude makes 38 million a season, hire a personal doctor for a million a year and give him, give him that list and be done with it. Then Eddie said, Chad Mendez also got popped. So that, uh, Chad Mendez also got popped for uh substances in the cream he was using. Yeah, I mean that's it's happened before. That's what I'm saying. You gotta make sure you give your doctor a list. And they were talking about if they get fined or not. But look at listen to this. Since signing that deal, thank you. Since signing that deal, Tatis will have missed 223 games and played in just 98 games. That's insane. That that's incredibly insane. You know, um, his legacy. And, and has been Eddie, I think his legacy has been tarnished. Anytime someone is caught for PEDs in baseball, it does tarnish your legacy. The, the thing is, though, you know, it really. Does. I think he. I think he can. He can build his legacy back up because he's so young. For one, yeah. So if he if he start if he keeps playing that, that if he gets healthy, plays on a team, don't do stupid shit off the field to get hurt and puts up great numbers and that team starts winning. He starts winning. People, people will start forgetting what happened happened all those years ago. You know what I mean? They start forgetting it a little bit more, a little bit more. So, I mean, if he, if he goes on a run, gets on a team and they, they start winning and, he, and he's a big part of it. I, I think eventually he could, he could change his legacy because some people start, start forgetting a little bit about, Oh, 15 years or 10 years ago, he tested positive. Right. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. I think it all depends on what he does from now. True. From now on. And winning cures everything, right? So if you do start winning and let's say you have a historic year where you're just having a monster year and you're putting up ridiculous numbers. Yeah. Everyone's going to forget about that. And then, those same people who were putting their thumbs down, they're going to be putting their thumbs up. And those same people who put their cam camera phones away for a few seasons because they're angry with what, what went down, they're going to be the same people pulling their camera phones back out and, and taking pictures if he does something great on the field, if he does something legendary. You know, but here's the, here's the problem that I have. Why would you not use the resources available to you, you know, by the San Diego Padres? Why would you not use the resources and why would you jeopardize your legacy? Why would you damage your public image and instead you decide to go outside, you know, the source for treatment? I, I, I don't understand that one. Yeah, Dustin, Dustin says there needs to be a clause in these contracts where if you're suspended 
or hurt for non-baseball related activities, you pay back the franchise for every game missed. Uh, yeah, I agree. I did hear that the Padres could have. I don't know if they can now. I don't know if it, well, they, they've waited too long. But I know they at one time they could have voided his contract because there was a clause in, in his contract about uh, not non-baseball injuries, but. I, you know, I mean, I don't know if they can still do that now or not, because you know, I mean, I don't know how long, how far back you can go, but I know at one time they could have uh, voided it, voided some of his contract or all of it because of because of that. Well, there is a great feeling of disappointment, you know, uh, when it comes to this story. A lot of people are upset in San Diego, from fans to the upper I, management. I think he's done in San Diego. I think he's done in San Diego. So you think they'll they'll uh, package a deal? I think I think if not not this well you can't do it this year. So probably in the off season or something they're they'll get rid of him. They got they signed Soto now, and they got Soto for three years, and then they'll look for somebody that to they'll add probably in. invest in him long term maybe. Yeah, and then they'll they'll try to add some pieces with the you have Soto. You'll still have uh, Machado. I mean, you still have a good lineup in that order. You know, what I mean, especially if they can if they can get a, a good bat, if they get rid of him. But I just think he's I think he's done there because uh, I think he's, he's going. It's going to take a lot of money, and I don't think the Padres are don't think he is mature enough. He's not. So I think the Padres are going to say, "Hey, we we just picked up Soto. We're, we're now we're going to have to pay him." He don't have he he don't so far he don't have that baggage so let's go ahead and get what we can for Tatis cut ties with them and because like I said you still have Manny Machado you have Soto you still have uh, Hater I mean you still have you still have a good team don't get me wrong Tatis is an exciting player and explosive player but with the team they have they they could. Tweak it, tweak that team a little bit, and they could be a contender. He's also self-serving. He's also egotistical. You you can you can throw those words in there as well, because that those two words right there best define him. Yeah, see, that's all I think they'll do. They'll extend Soto and cut ties with Tatis. I, I think so too. I think they're going to extend Soto. Uh, well, you know, you know who his agent is, right? His agent is Scott Boris, and Scott Boris is usually not the guy who encourages his clients yeah. to take contract extensions. He's he rather his clients wait until their contracts expire so they could test the free agent waters and then get, you know, a, a mega deal. That could be in San Diego, that could be someplace else. But I, I I'm highly confident that the Padres. Now with this happening with Tatis, they're gonna get a deal done for Soto. I think they're gonna make Soto, you know, that cornerstone player to play alongside a guy like Manny Machado. Yeah, that's what I think is probably gonna happen. Mm-hmm. I, just, I think Tatis is just—I I think that owner and GM there are, are done are done messing with them. Right. Yeah, and and you know you you saw. You saw um, AJ Piller uh, communicate his frustrations 
Yep. You know, he's very disappointed. Uh, you know, he said that this is somebody that you invested your time and money, you know, uh, into, and and for him to do something like this, it was just a poor decision. And, and the, to Eddie's point here, most of these high level athletes have their own doctor. So why don't you give that doctor? He's your personal doctor. Why don't you give him that list that has everything on it you're not allowed to have, and then you're right. you, then you don't have to worry about it. Right. I mean, and then, and then it's like if it's something, and then it's on your doctor. You you fire him. You know I, mean? I can see why they're so angry though, because you you committed to this guy. Like this is a huge commitment. This is like this is like being married to someone. You know, that's how big of a commitment this is. And now the Padres have every right to question, you know, the actions of Tatis. They have every right to do that. Yeah. You know, I think he owes them an explanation and an apology. I don't know if he apologized yet. I didn't really read more into it. I'm pretty sure uh... he came out with the statement trying to defend why he took it. And, you know, a lot of people's not buying the statement. A lot of people, you know, don't don't you know agree with the statement they think it's full of nonsense you know but that's his defense that he was treating he was treating my words (laughs) tweet oh my god i'm i'm not trying to you get what i'm saying treating 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 uh ringworm yep there you go why did i have trouble spitting that out but I don't, I mean, I mean, that to me, that's a lame excuse, you know? I mean, it very well could have been the been a cream. I, I it, but it very well could have been, but here's my thing. It very well could have been a cream that he used. But your doctor or whoever you trust is trust with that stuff should should not give you that. You they should have that list so then this don't happen. Right. Because because I mean, yeah, it could be some kind of because I know like my son, he got, or even I have, I've had it before. You get it wrestling sometimes, and uh, they put a cream on it, and it has usually some steroids and some stuff in it. And it's, but I'm just saying that excuse gets old because they are, everybody's starting to use that excuse. Yeah, well, you know, trust was violated. I will say that but, trust was violated, and now he has to, he broke that trust. Now he has to re-earn it. But on a more positive note, let's move on to something else here. Let's move on to something a little bit more positive. Ross Moosen takes a perfect game into the ninth inning last night. Did you watch? Did you watch any of this of the Rays pitcher almost pitching a, a perfect game? And, here, and here's what the crazy thing is: today is ten years to the day of the last last perfect game, and that was Felix Hernandez uh, for the playing for the Mariners. Pitching against the Tampa Bay Rays. Today marks exactly 10 years. And last night, uh, Ross Mooson almost pitched a no-hitter. Or not a no-hitter, a perfect game one day before the 10th, uh, the 10th year anniversary of it. it took wow. it to the ninth and gave up a double. Wow, that's crazy. Wow. And the, the last one to pitch a perfect game was... Uh, Felix Hernandez. On the same exact day? 
today. And that happened okay. yesterday. It would have been one day before. Wow. Today, today marks 10 years from the last time there was a perfect game. Wow, what a story. You know, but did you did you watch any of that game last night? I didn't watch any of that game, but you man. know what? I, I saw close, the highlights man. of that game. And I mean, he was like you said, he was close. Um, he allowed his first base runner when uh, Mateo doubled down the left field line, like you just alluded to. Um, and you know, he was well on his way. You know, it, it's hard to pitch a perfect game. Like that's really, really—I don't think people realize how difficult of a feat that is. Well, it's it's not- even harder now because of all the analytics in baseball, where. Uh, Managers right. want to pull. Managers want to pull you. Right. And once the once you're getting ready to face the lineup for the third time, they want to pull you, or you get up right. to ninety pitches, they want to pull you. So you don't you don't see as you don't see as many uh, per, uh even no you don't even see as many no hitters. Now you see the combined no hitters. And I was just going to say that that's why you're seeing more combined no hitters. That's more common now because uh, these managers are going to their bullpen, you know? So, I mean, yeah, that's incredible stuff, but I mean, it, it's difficult, but he had a great game. Uh, he struck out seven over eight and one thirds innings, the longest outing of his career. Cause usually this guy doesn't go past five innings. You know, he, he, you know, and a lot of pitchers in the race uh, starting lineup don't go you know, past the sixth inning because Kevin Cash is an analytical nerd. You know, he pulls his guys out. You you saw that in the World Series a couple years ago against the Dodgers. You know, if you if you look at that World Series in game six, what did he do? He came in and yanked Blake Snell. Yeah. For the life of me, why would you do that? Because he was completely dominating on the mound. You know, so to see to see uh this guy go as long as he did for the Rays and to have a, a, a game like that, that's simply incredible. Yeah, man, you don't see you don't see perfect games very I mean, we wait, like I said, it's been 10 years since we've seen one. And I think it's going it's gonna keep getting even harder to see one because I think we're going we're getting to an era it's gonna be starting pitchers like five innings and then they're gonna start going to their bullpen. And I just don't I don't understand it. I think it's if you're start, yeah. No one just like you can't just go by numbers. If your starters in the groove, leave them in the game. All right. I, 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 hey, you know what? I completely agree with you. But what Dustin said below, yeah, that's true. Nobody yeah. really knew know who he is, and a lot of that's because the Rays are not a team that we market as much, right? We don't hear about the Rays that much. It was great to see them in the World Series two years ago because I think that helped. You know, uh, marketing yeah. a team like that because they're a low budget team. Um, you know, they're 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 um, a, a small market team, and they don't get as much praise as some of the other teams around the major leagues. But they win by playing small ball. They win by you know uh, developing young players out of their farm system, and they win by calling up people who we don't know who the hell their names are. But they emerge into 
you know, top tier talent, which is which is incredible. Oh, they have a great develop. They have a great de uh, developmental uh, system. Right, and they have great scouting and everything. So yeah, that department is 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 great. It's phenomenal. They do a good job with that. So like I said, they do a great job. They don't need superstars on that team because one, it's not LA, it's not New York. They don't need superstars. They don't need big name players because they have small name players who have nothing to lose. You know, they don't have the heavy burden on their shoulders to perform at such a high level because people are not really, you know, watching them and they haven't really placed those heavy expectations on them to perform at such a high level. So they just go out there and play their game and, and they, they shine. And sometimes they become so good that they outshine some of the big name players out there that we, that we're constantly talking about that we constantly hear about. Uh, but uh, Rosmussen Man, he he was incredible. He threw uh, sixty-two of his eighty-seven pitches uh, for strikes. So I mean, it was just a, a great outing for him yesterday, and it, it's it's too bad that he he fell a, a bit a bit short. Yeah. Uh, uh, yes, it was too bad because I I thought he had it. I was I was I was watching it last night. Uh. Well, I thought Tyler Anderson had it too until yeah. uh, Shohei Otani. I I need to check that because I even well, looked Shohei at that. Otani came up and and oh, hit. And I know you had Otani versus uh, you had Otani versus Castillo. Huh? Tonight you had a uh, Otani uh, uh, starting for the Angels and you for Seattle Castillo oh, was starting. That's a good pitching matchup, right there. Yeah. I don't know if the, it might be on now. I don't know. Let's see. I think for Seattle, it's just about getting into the play. Yeah, it's on now. It's 2 2. Bottom of the sixth. Is Castillo it on? Get this. Oh, it's the bottom of the sixth. Castillo's thrown 96 pitches. He's thrown a lot of pitches. Ooh, his count is high. Yeah. It's a, it's a 2 2 game. I mean, he still has his team right there, but yeah, 97 pitches in the, and you're in the bottom of the six. You're, this could very easily, this is probably his last inning. They might bring him out for the seventh if he gets out of this inning, but oh, because no, there's no outs. Yeah, he's probably, this is probably his last inning. He'll be, he'll be probably up to 110 pitches, maybe. Yeah. This probably will be his last inning because, I mean, you need that guy to stay healthy. And you got to do everything you can do to protect him because you brought him over for that reason, to help you finally end your playoff drought. All right. That's, uh, the Yankees, man, what is wrong with the Yankees? They've lost nine of their last 11 games. You know, I was going to talk about them tonight on the video, and I'm glad I didn't because I could save my energy for the show to talk about this. Look, the Yankees have fallen into a major slump. Um, I don't know what's going on with this team, but like I told you before, Chris, it's hard to sustain that type of level of success all season long. Usually when a team comes out of the gates, you know, um, on fire, and they look like this unstoppable force that just can't be beaten. They usually, you know, kind of unravel a bit 
in the second half of the season. So it's normal. I'd rather them struggle right now while during the month of August as we go into September because in October, they're going to have to play a lot better than this. They're going to have to play a more consistent level of baseball, you know, Okay, you, yeah, you want to peak. You want to peak at the right time. So you want to peak gonna, at the right time. If you're yes. going to have a slump, there's no better time than now because right now. you don't. You definitely don't want to be doing it at the beginning of October and end, end of September. Right. Um, I think they'll be all right. They've had a, a few injuries, uh, which is typical for the Yankees. And they, they've lost some close games. I mean, it, uh, every team goes through a, a rough part of the season. Right. Every team does. Uh, but now they're, but now they're, they, they, I mean, they need to get back up and play because now they're not in first place no more. So, I mean, they need, they're going, they're going to have to uh, f- find it pretty quick because you don't want to get behind the Astros too many games uh, as we head toward the end of the season here. Yeah. I, I think what it is, they're just enduring a, a rough patch right now. You know, um, you know, this is a grueling marathon, you know, it's, it's not a sprint. So, I mean, you know, it's a long season. Uh, the injuries have kind of piled up a bit for the Yankees. Uh, but I think ultimately they they will be fine and they will find a way to get back in the wins column. You know, there, there's, there's only one way, and that's by winning games, you know. And, and you, you have to win games, but... I mean, a rough patch is normal for everybody. Every everybody deals with it. I mean, it, it it's cruel. The game of baseball is cruel. Like I always say, it's unpredictable. Uh, we never know how this stuff is gonna go, you know. But I mean, there's gonna be some bewildered um, and frustrated faces, you know. That's just the way it is, especially uh, especially for Yankee fans who always expect the best, you know, out of their team. You know, they always want their team to to win. You know, end of discussion. You know, um, Yankee fans are spoiled, like Laker fans. I mean, it's it's a spoiled market of fans, you know, yeah. and they, they expect nothing less than a World Series. Oh, yeah, I you're mean, right. They haven't seen a World Series since 09, but they believe that this is their year. They're optimistic that this is their year. And I don't want to say they're delusional because they're not delusional. When you look at the Yankees on paper and what they've done, they look like a World Series team. What everyone was talking about early in the season with the Yankees was their stellar pitching. Their pitching came out of nowhere. You know, no one saw that coming from their their starting rotation. Here lately, their bullpen. Here lately, here lately, their bullpen has struggled. And yeah, their bullpen has struggled a bit. That's, and, I mean, that's that's kind of been what their problem has been in the last ten games or so. Is their bullpen hasn't been as solid as as it was. But that's a critical fix, right? Because yeah. your bullpen has to be up to par going oh, yeah. into October. Because your bullpen is crucial. If your uh, bullpen is going to have a rough patch, team. this is when you want them to have it. Right, right, right. So, I mean, the injuries are 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 you know hard to swallow right now. Um, you know, the bullpen is struggling to get the outs and to, you know, protect leads and, and to, you know, uh, stop the runs from happening. 
that's all that's all gotta change in the coming months though. They're they're gonna have to get back into the wins column. They're just gonna have to figure that winning formula out again. Yeah, did you, yeah, did you see that stat that uh Dustin put up there? Tampa has been the more World Series over the last 15 years than 66% of the league. That's incredible. Yeah, especially with the especially with the their payroll. Yeah, and people complain about the high payroll teams uh, always getting in the World Series. See, right there, that's not true. You know? I think those are just jealous-hearted people that can't live with the fact that their team doesn't spend as much as some of these other teams around the majors. Okay, let's be, you ready to talk a little bit of football? Let's do it! All right, uh, did you watch it? Uh, watch much of the preseason over the weekend? No, but I did talk about Trey Lance earlier. Okay, yeah. Well, I, I actually had him on here. Did 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 what Trey Lance done over in his preseason game? He went four for five for ninety two yards. Uh, I saw some highlights. Um, but I, I, seeing his performance, did that change your thoughts or your or or? Does that change anything for the way you feel about uh, Lance as taking over for, for the 49ers? It, it changes the trajectory, right? Um, look, now I can see why the 49ers are making the transition from Jimmy G to Trey Lance. Now, I know it's a small sample size, but like I said earlier, this is a team that made it to the NFC Championship game and came up, came up a little bit short of reaching the Super Bowl minus Trey Lance. Now, you insert Trey Lance into the offense. You incorporate him into the offense. Make him the starting quarterback. And your team is better. Because why? He's more explosive. He's more athletic. He's widely considered to be a dual-threat quarterback, you know, um, and he's in the right system. I even said this earlier because Kyle Shanahan, you know, is great when it comes to developing young quarterbacks. You know, now we can say that he blows it in the fourth quarter. I mean, that that that's a totally different situation right there, you know, because of his clock management issue. Yeah. Hold and, that. And not being able to finish games. Whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. Hold that thought. Hold, hold the Kyle Shanahan thought because. Oh, okay, I will. That goes, because that goes in. That goes in. The, that goes into the next topic I have wrote down. I'm, I'm, getting, <laughs> I'm getting a little bit off topic there. You know, it's hey, like, right, right, hey, it's like no, writing an essay, right? But no, it worked out great because that's actually what I was going to start with was uh, was oh, Trey okay. Lance. Was Trey Lance? So you went right into it, but then you start going more about Shanahan. I'm like, wait a minute, because that's. That's the next oh, thing yeah. I broke well, down. Well, you but know, no, uh, I would have failed my essay because I, I completely lost the thesis statement. Oh, there. you're fine. He said, uh, but, but let's, let's, said let's go back to Trey Lance because Trey Lance is the topic of discussion. But, you know, Trey Lance has shown, shown what he can be, possibly. Um, he has shown us that he is up for the challenge. Um, you know, we have to see a little bit more, but just from that small sample size, 
I mean, he was flawless. His, his, I thought his first showing was absolutely spectacular. You know, he put up some eye-popping numbers, uh, you know, and he clearly made it be known that he is the future of this 49ers team. And I think the 49ers are looking into the future. Uh, they see, they, they're trying to see what they have in this guy. And if he can be, if he can be, you know, that franchise quarterback moving forward. You know, um, they drafted him high for a reason. They obviously saw the potential in him. They obviously want to give him a chance. And now Kyle Shanahan is handing him the keys to the 49ers offense. Yeah. Well, so Dustin... now, now the 49ers are clearly embarking on a new era. Yeah. By handing it over to Trey Lance. Yep. Yeah, Dustin, you did. Dustin said Friday, you better be sold on Lance. He's going to, he's going to have a monster year. Uh, I'll be honest. Uh, what I, I didn't see it live, but I watched the highlights, and he made a couple real good throws. Oh, he uh, did. I'm a, I'll give he the did. dude. I'm a, hey, I, I'll give the guy some credit. I'm not going to say I'm a hundred percent sold on him yet, but I, I'm. A, I was impressed with what I saw just because I haven't seen much much of him because it's been a while. You know what I mean? It was right. he didn't play his last year at college. Came came in the NFL. Didn't play much last year, so it's the first time really getting to see him and. Uh, I was I was impressed, but uh, yeah, I, I want to see a little a little bit bigger sample size before I will say I'm 100 percent sold. Right. But I will say uh, he he looked he he looked better than what I expected him to look, and uh, it's, it's going to be fun to see uh, how he progresses over the season. And that's the thing, right? He hasn't played a ton of football, so expect there to be some bumps in the road because there will be some bumps in the road. He will have growing pains. He will make some mistakes. But the hope is that he learns from those mistakes. He's going to turn over the football. He's going to have some embarrassing Wait, moments look. where he fumbles the football and turn things over. But you see that? Scott Guy says, remember, Lance never had a turnover in college. Yeah, but this is a different animal now. We're talking about the NFL. You're playing with big boys now. And Rudy Campos, thank, thank, uh, thank you. We appreciate you watching. Thank you. It. What's up, Rudy? Oh, that's my guy right there, Rudy. Rudy's said, tuning in on Facebook. I mean, on, said, on YouTube. Yeah, he said, keep up the good work, guys. Thanks, Rudy. We appreciate you, man. Thanks for watching. Violent, Violet. Hi, Violent, Violet. Thank you. Thanks for watching. Yeah, yeah, we we appreciate everybody watching. Please hit that subscribe button, like, and follow us on Facebook. Uh, hey, we're hey. I tell you what, the our, our first week of the show last week, uh, I thought it went real well. So uh, I'm I'm looking forward forward to it. The numbers are start look like they're going in the right direction. So hey. Even if they aren't, I'm having a good time, and I think you are too. So, hey, that's all that really matters anyway. That's all that really matters. Yeah, I'm, having <laughs> I'm having a blast doing this show. I, I really am. Uh, but other, what I was going to ask you about Kyle Shanahan is, is Kyle, do you think Kyle Shanahan is over overrated as a coach? I don't think he's overrated. I hear people say that all the time. Well, the reason he got the job is because of who his dad is or – 
he's he's only uh he's only talked about because his dad was a legendary coach. Enough with the nonsense, man. The guy's a great play caller, and I I think people overlook that and what he's accomplished. Like, are you kidding me? This guy took them to the NFC Championship game. I mean, what more can you really ask ask for? Look, they weren't going to beat a very good Rams team. I mean, the Rams were stacked and loaded, you know, and and they they did it with without a a, a solid quarterback. That's no disrespect to Jimmy G, but Jimmy G is not anybody spectacular to me. I mean, he holds it down. Yes, he wins football games, but to me, he's more of a game managing quarterback. And I know, I know you kind of disagree with me on this, Chris. You know, but to me, Jimmy G is not a Drew Brees. He is not an Aaron Rodgers. He is not a I Tom Brady. Yeah, I don't think he's quite, I don't think he's at that level, but I, I think he's a I think he's a quality starter. But but Shanahan led that team to the NFC championship game, and everyone wants to call him overrated. I think where he goes wrong is his decision making in the fourth quarter. Some of those boneheaded decisions have cost his team. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that he's not good at managing the clock. So I've, I, I don't think he's overrated. But I think another reason you hear people say that he's overrated is because the two the two collapses, two kind of collapses in the Super Bowls. You're up as a coordinator. You're up twenty eight three. Yep. And and somehow you you lose that game, and your play calling was terrible in the right. fourth quarter. It was questionable. Right. And then and then the, the other Super Bowl you. You, I mean, you were right there, and you just and you lost it. It's questionable. A, de- it's a questionable. terrible defensive play. You let Tyreek right. Hill get deep on you, and they took a bad call there at the end of the first half when they called offensive pass interference on uh, uh on Kittle. It would have been a touchdown. They called offensive pass interference, and I didn't think it was offensive pass interference. Right. But uh, no, I uh, don't think he's a bad coach at all. I actually think he's a very, very good coach. I think he has reshaped the culture in San Francisco. You know, that team has a winning record uh, with him at the ham. Um, I, I think he's done a terrific job considering what he has, um, you know, on his roster. He's he's done a fairly good job. Yes, Eddie, thank pretty- you. Everybody listen to Eddie. Hit that like button, everyone. I, li- I like what I like how Eddie think is thinking here. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Eddie. Eddie. Eddie said, "I just noticed your shirt, Judge. Who's the person on it?" It is Michael Jordan, and it says "Back to the Money" with the famous car in the background from Back to the Future. The DeLorean. Put that McLorean. There you go. I, I saw one. I saw one up close about. Well, it's been about a month. No, about two months ago at a car show here in town. And uh, this guy had a DeLorean. Oh man, it's nice. Some dude turned one into the into a boat in San Francisco and was riding it on the cold behind <laughs> uh, behind Oracle uh, Park. Eddie said, "Nice." Thank you, thank you, Eddie. But, uh, yeah, I I, th- I don't think I don't think he's overrated. Um, like I said, I think he I think he's done a, a pretty good job there in San Francisco, and I, I don't think he has anything to really worry about. I think his job is safe for now. 
unless the team continues to collapse year after year, then you you would have to make a decision on whether or not you want to move forward with him as your head coach. Um, but I think right now John Lynch knows what he has in Kyle Shanahan. He knows that you know he has turned it around for the organization, that he has gotten the team very close. They just have fallen a bit short. Yeah. Yes, they have just a bit short. Short. I think he'll get, he'll get that Super Bowl. I think he'll get one. I think so too. Least. I think so too. I really I do. I think he'll get one at least. They are uh, destined for success with all the pieces that they have on that team, and and people forget too. They have a pretty good defense too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Defense, Their defense is real defense good. Is yes. Um, Dallas Cowboys commit seventeen penalties. Oh God. 17 penalties in their uh, preseason game over the weekend. Yes, I, you heard me right. 17. So so what did people think? That it, being that this is a new season, that that was just magically going to disappear? That they were just going to be a better disciplined football team and not turn over the football? No, because as long as Mike McCarthy is the head coach, that team is going to be a very undisciplined Team, they are a mess. Hey, Judge, look before we before we move on, just because another topic came up. Shanahan is on the hot seat and has been for four years, or been on the hot seat for years. Uh, I don't. Beating Green Bay that. saved his saved his job last year. Mm, I don't know. And my dad said, "What if they only win six games? If they here's my opinion on it, and I've I've said this uh, before. Uh." With uh, excuse me, with the 49ers moving on to Trey Lance, if if they don't have a good year this year, if they get rid of Jimmy G and they have a bad year with Trey Lance, I do think I think Shanahan is maybe gone, and I also think uh, Lynch could Lynch might be gone, and I think both of them have done, have done good jobs, but I think they them getting rid of Jimmy G and, and put, going all in on Trey Lance, if that don't work out. It, it could cost them their jobs, and I know you've heard me say you've heard me say this before with me and you were talking. Uh, I I really do. I I think that this is one of them decisions that they've made that if it don't pan out, uh, there's going to be some changes made. Right. Nah, I don't know. I I wouldn't say he's on a hot seat. I mean, we'll know more this season once we see how the 49ers play. I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't want to say he's on a hot seat. Dustin said take away the 12 and 4 season and Shanahan is 11 games under 500. Yeah, but look what he's look look he's guided the team again, he's guided that team to to the NFC Championship game. I mean, that not every My dad said he thinks that. Lance is a big mistake. Uh, I, I'm still, I'm still on that side too. I still kind of, I ain't gonna lie. Lance and Lance impressed me a little bit with what he done over the weekend. So I have to give him some credit, but I'm still not a hundred percent sold on him. If he doesn't uh, play and, well though, you can always go back to Jimmy G. Well, not, not if they, not if they get rid of Jimmy G. Uh, don't trade him. I, I don't, I don't think that, I don't think. You think they're gonna move him? You think they're gonna trade him? 
Uh, yeah, I think he's going to end up somewhere else. I still, I don't know exactly where. I, I still was thinking, I still think that Seattle would want him, but I, 49ers probably won't do that because it's the same division. Uh, so I'm, and I'm not, I'm not sure who who would go after him. Is the problem, especially this late? You know, what I mean, it's different. If it was earlier in the off season, but hell, we're 20, like 27 days before uh, regular season starts. So, uh, yeah, that's what we had said the other day. Jimmy G to the Jets and get re reunited with the uh, Sala. Yeah, uh, over there at the Jets. So yeah, you could see that happen, especially. I can see that happening too. Especially with uh, Zach Wilson having an injury. Yep. Your dad said the Saints would be a good fit. Yeah, I think they would too with the, with the weapons they have. I think they're big on Jameson Winston, though. Like I said, if Jameson oh, Winston yeah. takes care of the football, he's he was a good playing player. good last year before he got hurt. He good before he got hurt, yes. So I think they're fine with Jimmy G. I mean, uh, uh, Jameson Winston. <laughs> uh, Dustin says, I bet my mortgage on that Lance will be an MVP candidate in three years or less. Hey, he might be. That's what I said. I, I, I'm not going to say he's not going to be good, but I'm just saying I'm not I'm not 100% sold on him yet. And I said he likes Winston too. Yeah, Winston was yeah. playing good ball last year. I think he'd only had like, what, three, three or four turnovers or something. Something right. like that, three turnovers right. when he got hurt. And, and he has shown, and and as he and has and as he has aged, he has grown up. He has shown flashes. And I think being around before. Sean Payton really helped him. I think being around right, Sean right. Payton and Drew Brees, right, getting to learn under Drew Brees like that, I think really really helped him a lot. Right, because he has developed into a leader, you know, and I I think. His teammates have gravitated towards him. He could throw the ball. It wasn't that he couldn't throw or he can't make the throws. It was just he would throw. He would make some dumb throws. And it was like right, what? right, and that would lead to interceptions. And you know, this is a guy who threw thirty touchdowns and thirty interceptions when he was in Tampa, which is it, which is very impressive. Yeah, thirty yeah, interceptions uh, and thirty touchdowns. Oh yeah. Yeah, does uh, Lance, Lance is a uh, Lance has a pretty strong arm. He does have a pretty strong arm. Oh uh, yeah, he does. He he was showing he was showing out, you know, and he he really did showcase his arm strength. Uh, but can he do it during the regular season? Yeah, and can he oh, yeah. do it consistently? And and is it sustainable? I don't know. We're going well. Is it sustainable? We'll we'll find we'll out. We'll find out here in about a month. Find out more, right? Here in about a month, we'll we'll definitely find out. Uh, but but back to the Cowboys, seventeen turnovers, dude, in one game. Uh yeah, that's ridiculous, but it's not surprising, right? I mean, look, Mike McCarthy's tur turbulent tenure as a head coach should have come to an abrupt end, but it didn't. This man still has a job, and as long as he is the head coach. Are the Dallas Cowboys? They're going to continue to play undisciplined football. I have said this countless times that the fans have exceedingly grown frustrated 
you know, with McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys. Because the Dallas Cowboys, they come in each week unprepared, not ready to play disciplined football, and they continue to shoot themselves in the foot because they make so many mistakes, and, you know, they constantly give the other team an opportunity to capitalize on those mistakes, and that's why they can't really ever get anywhere. I mean, and the Cowboys are going to continue to be, you know, um, you know, like this as long as he's the head coach. I don't see no other way around it, really. Um, it, I, I mean, it's just pretty, it's pretty crazy um, that Cowboy fans, and, and this is not a shot at Cowboy fans, but they believe year after year after year that this is their year, and it's not. And, and it's and 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 when you have a guy who makes boneheaded decisions. Mike McCarthy, the offensive coordinator, everybody that's that's part of that organization, you know, it, it's not going to go well for you. And it hasn't bolded well for these Dallas Cowboys because the offense struggles um, and, and the play calling, like we saw last year in the playoffs, doomed the Dallas Cowboys. And that's why their season came to an end. But to me, McCarthy is a sad and pathetic excuse of a head coach. And the Dallas Cowboys are not going to win Diddy squat as long as he's the head coach. But, but hear this out. They're going to hold on to Mike McCarthy and let him continue to make the same mistakes over and over again. And why is that? Because Jerry Jones likes the yes man. Well, you know what? You know what I think is going to happen? And Eddie, you're a Bears fan. He said he could sympathize though with the Cowboys, <laughs> but uh, I I think McCarthy's going to be gone if they don't have a good year this year. If they don't at least make it to the playoffs and win a playoff game, I think he's going to be probably out the door. And I I think Sean Payton is going to end up being in, eventually. Sean Payton's eventually going to be the Cowboys coach. It, it, it they should hire him. Because- I, I really I really believe that that here in between. The next couple of years, Sean right. Payton's going to be the Cowboys coach. I mean, if, if they have a bad year, if they have a bad year this year, and they don't, if they don't make it to the playoffs, win a playoff game, I think it might. I think I think uh, McCarthy might be out out the door this year, and you see Sean Payton in for next season. But uh, I, I do. I think I think McCarthy is really. I honestly think McCarthy's on the hot seat because I think I think Jerry Jones really wants Sean Payton. Well, yeah, I think so too. But he's gonna have to let him coach. He's gonna have to let him coach the team. And Jerry yeah, Jones. Yeah. Sean, well, Sean Payton. Sean Payton isn't isn't the guy, kind of guy that's just gonna be a yes man. Him and right. Jerry might they they might go at it, but they'll go at it, but business will still get taken care of. Right, and he's gonna have to let him come in and do his thing, and he's gonna have to sit back and be the owner. You know, you can't be the you can't be the damn owner, the GM, and the coach. It doesn't work that way. That's a, why you hire someone to be the head coach. He's a Bears fan by circumstance. All right, <laughs> I get it. You know, but I mean, the Cowboys under Mike McCarthy has shown has showed lack of preparedness, and you know they they have uh, played sloppy, undisciplined football. You know, and I mean. It's not going to get any better. 
with him around, um, it's not going to get any better. Uh, and, said, you, know what, you know what the fun? You know what the crazy thing is too. The Dallas Cowboys are one of the most talented teams in the, in the NFL. Now, now this would now this would be interesting. If San Francisco has a bad year and they get they get rid of Shanahan, could Peyton end up in San Francisco? Hmm. hmm. That, 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 that's a, that's an interesting thought because that's an interesting one. Well, Peyton's going to be a hot commodity. Oh yeah. If he decides he's coming back, he's going to be a hot commodity. Right. Cause well, if there's a coaching vacancy and there's a, a opening, yeah, there, now there's some, these franchise, there's some of these franchises that'll fire their coach. If right. They he's, he's definitely going to be a front runner for several NFL openings. If, oh, if, yeah. if that happens. Oh yeah, definitely. Was it us? Was it this show where we were talking about the NIL affecting the purity of the of the games? Yes. Weren't we talking about I that Friday at, toward the end of the show? Or did we talk about that in the show prior to that? I can't remember. I don't know. I had it wrote down here. So I think it was something that we said we was going to come back to, but I can't. I don't remember one hundred percent. Be honest. <laughs> Just being honest, but it's wrote down. It was wrote down on the paper on on the sheet here. I forget what we were talking about when we started talking about the NIL, about uh, college players playing for the start playing for the money, and uh, instead of the love of the game, because where you watch like little league and usually well, college sports has always been for the love of the game. Now that's with this NIL, it's going to it's going to change it's, uh, it's going to change a lot of things. Right, and that's why I think there needs to be. There needs to be some kind of regulations, or some kind of structure, or I, I think we're headed toward a toward a mess. <laughs> oh yeah, well, when money's involved, yes, that's what usually happens, right? Things become chaotic, and and things become out of place, and that's what you're gonna see with college football, unfortunately. See, I was right. We talked. Eddie said we talked about it last show. I thought we did. Okay. I thought that's why I wrote it down. I thought we talked about it toward the end of the show. I forget what brought it up. It might have been – so I think somebody might have asked that question. You know, it might have been Eddie asked the question. But I, I remember we said we we'd talk about it, and I wrote it down, but I couldn't remember exactly what, what it was going on. But, yeah, uh, I, I do think NIL could, it could cause some problems down the road just be, and. Don't get me wrong. I'm all for the players getting some money. I I have nothing against that. I just think there needs to be some kind of structure because you're going to get where it's all about the money and the product is going to start suffering, and then you're you're going to then you're going to run into problems. Right. Oh yeah, it's going to come to the point where the product is going to start to suffer, and this is going to become an utter disaster. Um. It, I mean, it's all it's it's gonna happen, Chris. Like it's, hey, what makes it's gonna happen? What makes the NCAA basketball tournament March Madness? What makes March Madness great? The fact that it's a uh, uh, sudden death, one and done tournament. Well, that that and you see these guys put, putting it all on the line for their school and for their team. Right, right. You know what I mean, it's all about. It's not all right. about me, me, me. It's all. It's it's about the. School. Ever, it's about everybody. It's about this. Yeah, it's about. And now that you're getting money, more money involved, that that that's going that can change that. that that's going to change that atmosphere, 
Right. And it's going to be interesting to, to see if the the tournament still holds like the same mystique uh, after after this all this happens. Yeah, you know, that will be interesting and we will know more about that too uh in the coming months as well, you know. But I really really hope it doesn't uh change the narrative of college basketball or, or it doesn't, you know, change the way a player feels yep. about, you know, the game, you know, because you have to have some kind of passion for it and that's what I like about college sports. It's just a different atmosphere. It's a different feel, you know, and these players, man, they play for pride, you know? Yeah, well, that's what that's why I, I'll, I'll be honest. I like going to watch high school sports because yeah. they play hard. Yeah, they might make some mistakes. It might not be might might, might not be a perfect game, but they, they, they're giving 100, 110% the whole right. time. But, uh, no, Eddie, you're right. It is prevalent in boxing where these guys – Want to demand these high numbers to fight, and then it, we don't get to see some of the great fights that we could see. Uh, I don't know. I mean, there's a good boxing on. There's a good fight this weekend. I forget who it is now, but we're going to do a watch along for that and for the UFC uh, fight this Saturday night. So, oh, are uh, you? Yeah, so come join us for that 10 p 10 p.m. Eastern on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch at Gonzo Sports Room. Be doing watch along and live reaction to. The UFC pay per view on Saturday night. Cool. Uh, so cool, come cool. join us for that. Some good stuff right there. Oh no, yeah, you're yeah, that's that's a hundred percent true, Eddie. And we had that's why yep. that was one of my reasons. because uh, he said your brain is on the line with some of these physical sports. Yeah, yeah, you're seeing yeah. it. You're seeing some of these retired NFL players now suffering yeah. from dementia, and they yeah. have no. I agree. I agree. That's why. That's what one of the things I say is we need to do away, shorten the preseason. Right. Why have these guys out there taking that risk when honestly it don't matter? Yes, it does for the younger guys, but not not your your uh, veterans. So why, to me, play one or two? maybe two uh, preseason games so the guys can fill out the rosters. Hell, if you want to, get let, let them have more guys on the roster that they can have at practices and stuff or something like that. But let's shorten it because you already added one game. They're wanting to add another game to the regular season. And, I mean, yeah, a lot. I mean, these guys make a lot of money, but, hey, they do put their body on the line every time they go out there, especially in the sport like football. Right, uh, and some it's of the stuff like that. Contact sport, right? That's right. anything from boxing. Is it One p.m. on Saturday. Sorry, what was that, Jonathan? I said no. I said football is a very violent sport, you know, and yeah. a lot of these players now, these retired players, they're they're suffering from dementia and other type of head trauma. Now it's 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 really sad to see. Oh yeah. Well, before we get out of here, does the judge have any final thoughts on this Monday evening? Well, Man, it's Monday evening for you. It's it's Monday evening it's, uh, still here. Get yeah. this: it's Monday evening for you. It's Tuesday or Monday night for you. It's Tuesday uh, Tuesday morning for me. <laughs> yep, it's twelve eighteen my time. Well, in a few more hours, three more hours, about three more hours, it'll be midnight oh, here. I still have. 
by that by that time I might be done. I might be done getting stuff ready oh, for tomorrow. I'll, show. I'll be knocked out by then. Well, sure. that time I, I, might, I might be done getting. I might be done getting everything ready for tomorrow. So by by about three. Nice. I stay up to about. I mean, well, I can't sleep. My legs hurt and I jerk, and so it's hard to sleep. So I just start, I come in here and work on the show. Well, when do you sleep? Whenever I fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just hard because I can't. It's hard for me to get comfortable. I can't function. I can't function. Oh. Uh, but now I ain't gonna lie. Like Saturday, I was hurting real bad, and I was in bed almost all day, and so I slept really? quite a bit. But yeah, I can't function. It's hard for me to get comfortable, man. My my oh, body jerks man. and and yeah. So me, I, I I can't function at night. I, I just can't. <laughs> I have to go to sleep. Eddie says oh, it's man. eleven and, and uh. In Chicago, yeah, it's it's Central Time there. You you know what? The only, I think the only time I stay up late is when I'm covering a late game and I'm writing an article for it. I think oh, that's man. the only time I stay up late. Yeah. Oh fuck! I knew. Damn it, Dad. <laughs> yeah, no. Batman, you never sleep. Yeah, Eddie said it. Chris's Batman never sleeps. But look what Dad said because he's, I done it tonight. He's he in said the we're supposed to be doing a cult show. He's in the back <laughs> right now. I did. We we're supposed to. Our, our cold show was supposed to start at six o'clock. Uh, last thing I remember, it was five o'clock, and I was I was watching baseball. And next thing I know, I wake up and it's twenty after seven. <laughs> so we we done the day we done the cold show at seven thirty. It was supposed to start at six. And you but, were a little late. Hey, it it happens. It, yeah. Well, dude, they got me on man. Just it's just the me the medicine I take. If I ain't doing nothing and my legs aren't jerking, I, I'm out. And when I can sleep, I sleep. Hell, quick story, real quick. We went to watch a new Spider-Man movie a couple months ago. Whenever it came out, Homecoming. Me, my son, my dad, mm -hmm. my son's fiance, and Eli. We all went. I sat there, ate a whole bag of popcorn. During the previews, I may maybe watch five minutes of movie, dude. And I fell asleep. You knocked out in the movie theater. Oh yeah, I used to do that. I, I could dad, do that easily, actually. My son, my son, will, will try to get my dad to wake me up. My dad said, "I ain't waking him up. He no, he never, he don't get no sleep. Let him sleep." Yeah, I, woke, I, woke, I woke up at the end of the at the end of the damn movie. <laughs> yeah, see, I I could do that too. If it's a late movie, I will fall asleep in the oh, theater. Oh, this this was like. This was an afternoon. <laughs> I could do that. I could fall. I've, I've fallen asleep several times in a movie theater. Oh, yeah. I've like, fallen asleep in a club before. He was, yeah, I think, I, I think I put my, myself up there now, but yeah. I did. I fell asleep. Oh, yeah. Part of the reason I fell asleep in the club is because I had, I had, you know, a few drinks and a little bit know, too much of that tequila. But, but I had my friends with me, so I was fine. And he, and he said, yeah, me too. You have too much, a little bit too much of that tequila. Yeah, you can say that. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, you got anything? That Batman movie is like two hours long. Oh, I haven't watched it yet, but I've, uh, I bet Whew, two hours. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, Batman but, movies are long. You have you have anything else, uh, Judge? I want to thank all our viewers for tuning in tonight. You guys are awesome. 
thank you guys for taking the time out of your night to join us for some sports talk. We really appreciate it. Uh, the show is doing so well. I am happy about the show's success. We will continue to do this. We will try our hardest to bring the best sports content out there. Not only the best sports content, but we also have conversations like the one we just had because that brings out the fun. And and that, and that yeah, and right. And sometimes people want to hear, along with sports, they want to hear a random conversation. And it doesn't hurt sometimes to have those random, you know, off-sports topic conversations. It's great. I'm a, I'll make a... Uh... What I'm gonna do, I'm gonna make a we'll make a Gonzo and the Judge uh, sports talk uh, group like fan page. Oh yeah, on, yeah. On Facebook, we'll do that, and then that way, if people have things they want to want us to talk about or they want to share stuff, they they can sh- they can uh, post it right there on, right. on that on that uh, page. Yeah, we should, and you guys yep. can also check out. I know Gonzo has his his own sports page. I do as well. You guys can check me out at the Sports Judge. On Facebook, please follow that. Follow that, guys. Uh, follow and like that page because I post the links to our shows there. I post my articles that I write. Um, you, you guys, uh, don't be shy. Give it a like. Give it a thumbs up. Uh, check check out some cool memes that I post on there. You know, I I I, I could be a troll at times. Gunzo, no, but it's all mm-hmm. love. It's all love. Nothing personal. If you don't take it personal, it's not that serious. I just like to give people a good laugh. You, oh, know? Yeah. So you guys are more than welcome to follow that. Uh, give it a thumbs up. And also, follow me on YouTube. This this is also live streaming from my YouTube channel. So follow my YouTube channel, The Sports Judge. Yes, make sure you follow that. Also, uh, subscribe to the Gonzo Sports Room uh, YouTube, uh, YouTube page. Like, uh, yeah. hit that like and follow button on the Facebook page. Leave reviews on our Facebook pages. That helps new people see our stuff. Uh, like it, liking the shows helps us a lot too. So uh, please hit that like button. Uh, but we appreciate all the support. Like I said, we'll make a we'll make a Gonzo and the Judge uh, Facebook group. That way you got uh, you guys can put stuff in there and uh, you know, stuff you want to hear us talk about, and we'll. We'll we'll get in there, look at it, and then uh, get the shows together. Uh, but I appreciate all the all the support on the ASAP. Uh, don't forget to go like the uh, ASAP uh, Sports uh, YouTube page, their Facebook yes. and uh, Twitch pages. Like uh, us, we got like a lot of talented guys over there. Uh, like you, uh, if you to find me, you can find me usually live about any time uh, on the ASAP Sports Network or on the Gon- uh, the Gonzo Sports Room channels. Uh, I, I've been doing like today. I've been doing shows since nine o'clock this morning, uh, with only a few hours, a couple hours maybe break. Uh, but it's it's been a fun day. But uh, join me tomorrow, nine a.m. Eastern, for uh, my new baseball show. Uh, it's usually me and the stat guy Dustin Reese uh, around the bases. Uh, Dustin has a doctor's appointment in the morning, so. Jay McLovin is going to join me tomorrow morning to talk some baseball. At So join us at 9 a.m. Eastern live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch at Gonzo Sports Room. Uh, you can also find me at 1 p.m. Eastern on the ASAP Sports Network with the Afternoon Blitz. Uh, come join 
join uh, me, Jay McLovin's on there. Sometimes the judge gets on there. Uh, Deontay gets on there. It's usually a fun show. Come check it out. Of course, I have my sports betting show at 3 p.m. Eastern every day, and that's live on ASAP Sports and on the Gonzo Sports Room Network. Uh, and I got a new Indianapolis Colts show every Monday and Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern. If you're a Colts fan, come come join us for uh, Horseshoe Talk. Uh, tonight was the first episode of it. Uh, it went pretty good, so I'm looking forward to Friday for the next episode. Uh, so please uh, please check that out as well. But that's all I have. You have any? I think we covered everything, didn't we, Judge? Yeah, we covered it all, man. All right. Well, you got you guys have a great night, and we will see you guys Wednesday, Wednesday night. Yep. Like we'll I said, back here Wednesday. I'll get look. Be same on the lookout for time, same bat channel. Yeah, and be on the lookout for the Gonzo and the Judge uh, uh, group. I'll get the fan group. I'll get that. Uh, if not tonight, it'll be out tomorrow, and we'll get that going for you guys. Uh, don't forget, you can also find us in podcast form: Apple Podcast, Anchor Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast. Most places you listen to podcasts, you can find us at Gonzo and the Judge Sports Talk. Uh, so, uh, you can actually get video on Spotify as well. And, you, like, of course, you can watch the video on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. But we thank everybody for joining us, and we will see you guys Wednesday night. Have Good a night. great night, and stay safe. All sports all plays. All sports all plays. All sports all plays. Uh, 365, we're making a place. We're talking the game, get you to the days. We're high in the court, the diamond the lane. Variety topics, living the same. All presentations, sports information. In the airways, taking the nation. All sport, all plays, they work in your faces. Grace up the field, so type the laces. All sports, all plays. <laughs>